Hey, everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks podcast. And I know you want to see this next episode, but right before we do, I just want to remind you that if you have an Amazon device, whether it's a TV or a Fire Stick or Fire Cube or whatever it would be, a Fire Box, if you're old school, uh, make sure you add the CMSPN to it. Just look up CMS Podcast Network on your Amazon device add the channel and you will get every episode of all four shows for free right there on your TV. Make us part of your TV viewing every single day and night. All right. Uh, it's the CMS podcast network, cmspn.com. And it is now on Amazon. So get it. All right. All right. Here's the episode you came to see. on your classic metal show with red rain and uh joining us in the studio is uh, the guy who lays down those tasty licks <laughs> stevie shred what's going on there stevie i'm living the dream man how you doing oh your 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 mic is just a little hot mm. <laughs> yeah, he is, he's a little bit loud but yeah oh well I guess you just have to be loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he likes to have a little distortion on the pedal. That's right. 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 Yeah. How's that? Yeah, How's sound, that? Yeah. You sound better now. Yeah. Okay, that's... cool. So what's up, brother? Man, I'm doing better than I deserve. How y'all doing? Good. 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 Yeah. We, uh, you know, we just played with uh, quiet riot last week. Rudy Sarzo's first show back. It was good to be out playing live again. Uh, we did a bunch of the new stuff, and the crowd really seemed to dig it. And I just, I couldn't ask for more, man. No doubt, man. Well, talk before we get into Red Rain stuff. Talk about that show with um with Sarzo, man. Were were people there just to see Sarzo, or were they there because they were there to see you guys, or what? What were they there to see? Uh, you know, there was quite a few people that were there to see us and, and, uh, there was actually somebody, somebody in the back that kept yelling, Stevie Shred. And I'm like, who is that? Like, did my dad come? <laughs> well, he obviously did at some point in your life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I got two sisters. So, you know, at least three. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, man. Well, dude, yeah. obviously, man, it is a busy time for Red Rain, man. You guys, um, you guys have new music that's on the way, and you guys are certainly, um, you know, you're out there playing again because the pandemic is letting up a little bit, and you gave people um their first taste of new stuff in quite a while with the song yesterday. So, yeah. um, talk a little bit about everything that's going on with um with Red Rain right now. Well, you know, we've probably got. I'm going to say between eight and 10 songs, completely ready to go. Um, we're just trying to nail down logistics to get into the studio, figure out exactly where we're going to do it, uh, figure out exactly when we're going to do it. Uh, you know, we want to work with a producer and, you know, do the whole pre-production and, and make sure that we're going to put out exactly what we need to put out for the next move. Okay, cool. And, and and exactly what is it what is it that you're putting out there, Stevie? I, we're going to put out a, a full length CD. And and what is the reason for putting out a full length CD in this day and age? 
Uh, you know, that is a fair question. And all I can tell you is that we, we put a lot of time and a lot of effort into making sure that we're strategic about what we do. And so we have people that we deal with. I know that you know Chip and uh, Chip and Sam have have uh, worked through a lot of what the strategy is for the next season. And all I can really tell you is that the full length record seems to be the move for us at this time. I got you. Well, we we had uh, other friends of ours on last week, the Leviathan uh, Project with uh, Tommy Crash, and you know they're in the kind of in the same uh, boat as you are. You know, kind of a, a, a you know, a, a new face or a new name on the scene, as it were. I mean, obviously, right. you've been around for five, six years now, but but you know, in the whole scheme of things, you're you're a fairly new band. I mean, obviously, uh, in this day and age where there is no real big promotion of any kind on any platform for any band, really, um, you know, seems like a lot of bands are going with the release a single, you know, every month or two and then maybe it culminates into a you know a full-length cd like you you would release the individual tracks maybe mm -hmm. over a year's time and then at the end of the year then release the full cd or something to that effect is that is that a marketing strategy you thought of or have you even you know gone down that road or you just chip is guiding the the ship and just saying yeah a full cd is the way to go or how how's that How's that strategy working within the uh, confines of Red Rain? Well, you know, we've kicked around the idea of doing singles. And um, for us, a lot of the reason that we've done as well as we do is that when we play a show, we go right off the stage, right over to the merch table to meet people. And, right. and people really, um, they invest in the band when they have a personal connection. So if you can put a CD in their hand and sign it and take a picture with them, and, you know, give them a moment of your time to connect with you and, and appreciate you, not just as a musician, but as a person, then that really enhances their experience and they become a fan. Right. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. And and that is one thing that you guys do well is, you know, when we did the show with you guys, Jesus, you guys didn't have a free. It was funny because like you and I were trying to talk to each other. Right. And one or the other kept getting pulled away constantly. It right. was constantly, hey, come take a picture. Hey, come take a picture. Hey, come do a quick broadcast thing. Hey, go take another picture. You know, it's right. and, and that's that's a cool thing, you know, especially in today's age where you know bands are charging for the privilege of shaking their hand, which yeah. you know, is is to me is bullshit, but you know, it's it's good that it's good that to me that the the up and coming generation your generation of of you know this next tier of bands is getting back to basics getting back to meeting fans winning fans you know instead of letting some machine give them fans you know what i mean right right and i mean there are so many entertainment options out there and there's so many things you know that you can stream that you can watch that you can go to having a real personal experience is kind of a novel idea in this day and age yeah, no, it definitely is, man. Well, dude, obviously for you guys, you know, the pandemic has been as brutal as it's been to everybody. But, you know, yeah. I mean, you guys were going into the pandemic. You guys had worked your asses off getting getting the reputation out there. And you guys had played some some great tours. The Tesla stuff comes immediately to mind. And absolutely, you know, it, it seemed like everything was going right, the right direction, the right direction. And bam, stop. Yep. 
you know, how do you survive that, man? Do you guys, do you guys spend time, you know, constantly on zoom working through ideas? Do you take a break? How, How did you get through it? Uh, you know, it really was kind of a heartbreaker because we, you know, we go out and we would do blocks of a tour at a time. And in February of 2020, we had, we were on our way to the biggest year we've had. I mean, we went out and did a run with Tesla. We had a show with Y&T. You know, we're lucky to get 15 shows a year when we're going out and touring. And so we had five by the end of February. And it really looked like that was going to be a big, big year for us. And man, they just shut the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very methodical. You know, we, we are four guys that are very passionate about what we do. We're very passionate about this project. We believe in it. And we just kind of decided that we were not going to let it stop us. And we, we kept practicing and we kept writing and we said, okay, if we're off the road, then we're going to focus on getting this music ready to record so that when we can get back out there, we're absolutely ready to get back out there with new music. And, uh, you know, we focused on what we could focus on and tried not to focus on what we couldn't. Well, obviously, uh, you know, the red rain doesn't pay the bills. It's a work of passion <laughs> for you guys. And absolutely, you, know, you guys all have day jobs. So uh, is it difficult for you guys to arrange your schedules around and uh, say you get get a I don't know, a weekend gig or maybe a three-day gig, maybe a Friday through Sunday or something like that uh, to work work around your day jobs to, to be able to take off for three or four days and go do a short run or, you know, because I know when you were doing the Tesla thing, you had, what, at least a dozen shows over, what, oh, like yeah. three or four four-month period there? Well, I personally am very lucky. My my direct supervisor at work knows what I do. He supports it. He's seen, you know, both my bands. Matter of fact, my other band played last night. He was there. So he's very cool about it. Um, I have never had a leave request rejected. Uh, you know, that kind of speaks to our our strategic mindset because while none of us have really ever had to say, no, we can't do a show because we can't get it off work. There is a finite amount that we can do. You know, I mean, we can't go out for 60 days. Right. You know, so, I mean, we, we try to be very strategic and take the shows that are going to benefit us the most and put us in a new market or put us in a a well-established market, be with the bands that we feel like are the bands that are going to, their fan base is going to appreciate us. Um, But we have never, you know, we've never had a hard no from anybody's employer as far as getting out and doing something like that. Right. Well, you know, it's it's no secret that uh, a lot of the times that uh, bands, up and coming bands anyway, that that want to get on a bill or a package, uh, a lot of times they have to do what they call a buy on. And I know that you guys have had to do a buy on. So how do you guys, you know, if if you can talk about this, how do you guys collectively decide uh how you're going to do a buy-on i mean do you all pledge x amount of dollars out of your personal pockets to do this or how does that work for you well again you know we kind of go into it with a budget in mind and so that's why we are careful to pick and choose the shows that we're going to do and uh we you know we were really fortunate that um you know the uh, the docking show that you came to at dr pepper park uh, the lady that runs that has been absolutely awesome to us. You know, we've only done four shows since the pandemic hit. 
three of them were at Dr. Pepper Park and, you know, there was no buy on, there was no, uh, no real, you know, cost to the band other than, you know, the cost of getting there and doing the show. And, and so, you know, we're extremely thankful for Waynette and her team there. I mean, Roanoke's been awesome to us as, as a fan base. Waynette's been awesome to us. Dr. Pepper Park has been a huge support and, uh, but as far as the other shows, you know, we kind of set the budget for the year. We decide what we're going to do. And when something comes up, we uh, we look at the cost. And if we can do it, we do it. Sure. Yeah. What is the and I, I'm, this is just a genuine curiosity. The fans probably don't give two shits about this, but I'm <laughs> what what is the furthest you guys are willing to drive? Because I know I, I've seen that you guys have come up to Pittsburgh, which is kind of a drive. Well, you they, know, came especially to, they came all the way over here to Grand Rapids. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, the first first show on that run was Fort Wayne, Indiana. I mean, we'll, um, I, I think – I don't know that there's a limit. I mean, if it's a one-off, we're probably not going to drive to, you know, Sacramento or right. anything. But, I mean, listen, if, if it's the right gig, we'll get there. Right. I, I just always find it ama- – like, the, I know the Pittsburgh gig because I had hit Sammy up and said, hey – if you guys want to come out and play pinball, pinball PA, come out and play. And Sammy's like, nah, we're going to play the gig and turn right around and go home. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of driving to play for 45 minutes. Right. But if we get hotels, then that's another buy-on we can't do. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. No, it, so. it, it's just, I, I guess as an outsider that would never do that. <laughs> you know, I'm, always, I'm always stunned at you guys' willingness to just be tired and, you know, go, drive out on a Thursday to Pennsylvania, drive back, and then go to work. You know, on right. zero sleep. I, I mean, the the dedication is is beyond what most people do realize. You know, right? Yeah, well, you realize Stevie that driving to the sheets for a cup of coffee is too much driving for Chris. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. You know, we did we did the Quiet Riot show. Uh, uh, we pulled off stage. Uh, we got a, a quick, we got to meet Rudy and get a quick photo with him and, you know, speak to him for a minute. Then we ran out to the merch table and, you know, did the whole meet and greet sign stuff. And I jumped in my car and went and finished the night with my other band. So I played till one thirty that morning, you know, after that show. And, and, and how did Kevin sound that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, I caught their first song and they sounded pretty darn good, but you know, I mean. Uh, we love Jizzy. Don't don't get us wrong. We love Jizzy Pearl. So we're we're big fans of of him, and he can bring yeah. it. No matter, he's like the chameleon of rock and roll. He can sound like whatever he needs to sound like. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. Well, dude, you mentioned your your other band a couple of times. Uh, tell people about that, man. For for fans that are already fans of Red Rain, you know, tell them about your other band. Well, my other band is just a cover band, man. Like I, uh, you know. Like I said, in February of last year, they shut the whole thing down. My birthday's in March. I had this whole birthday bash plan. The whole thing got scrapped. I was like, that's cool. We'll do it next year. Still shut down next year. And I was like, man, fuck this. You know, <laughs> like the year after that, I'm tired of not playing any music. I'm tired of not having any parties. I'm tired of not having any fun. I'm going to join another band. I'm going to have a big old birthday bash. And, and both my bands are going to play. Right. Right. And so... At the time, I had no no concept of what that other band was going to be, except I really kind of had it in my head to start a band that I could be the singer of, you know, because, like, 
Bubba's the singer. Bubba is awesome, and I don't even need to step on that, but I want to sing some too. So I just wanted to go do it on the side, you know. Right. And uh, I got a few, a few inbox messages, and one of them was from this band that was already working. Okay. And uh, after I talked to them for a while, they said, you know, we'd be happy to let you sing a few. And uh, I started thinking about, man, you know, I mean, Red Rain is all out of pocket. This band put a little money in my pocket. I can play some fun covers. I get to sing a little bit. And I jumped in, man. It's been cool. You know, I uh, it's called Bombshell. All the social medias are Bombshell RVA. And we just play party rock, you know. And God, man, I, I think I've had one or two weeks off since april when i joined i mean we gig all the time that's cool so so is it a truly a money gig versus uh i mean not, i mean it's a fun gig but it's, it's right. more of a it's more of a money gig as well right yeah i mean you know I, I it started that way and now they're like my bandmates they're my band family we have a good time it's it's a bunch of talented folks it's just all covers you know so i mean like red rain is like my super serious like I'm there to be the best musician I can be. I'm there to be the best, uh, you know, representative of the band I can be. I'm there to be completely professional and just execute on every level that we need to do. And like, if I want to go drink too much and play pretty good and sing some songs, then I do the other thing. Nice. <laughs> and and what is the what is the set list like for your for your party band? Oh man, uh, you know, all the way from the '70s to like. Uh, 2010 pop punk stuff you know i mean like we do sweet emotion we do sweet child of mine we do uh you have to do pour some sugar on me um we do shut up and dance uh we do uh all the small things you know like blink 182 fallout boy just all fun stuff stuff that gets the the youngins on the dance floor right and, and what songs do you personally sing uh, so I sing, of course, I have to sing Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Um, and uh, I sing The Middle by Jimmy Eat World and uh, working on a few more. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, so you, uh, isn't it interesting that you could be in a, you know, a, a covers band and, and make some money, but you're an original band and you have to put in money? Well, it's like, um, it's kind of all or nothing. I mean, if Red Rain ever does make money, it'll probably make pretty good money, you know, and Bombshell will kind of always be, you know, I mean, like we could get into like weddings and make more money, but you know, I mean, if you're going to be a super mega international rock star, it's not going to be in a cover band. Right. <laughs> dude, dude, I, I, I see, and you see this too bands that seemingly come up from out of nowhere and kind of jump everybody and, right. I, and i'll point to a band that, that we're personally friends with this band plush because you know we we know mariah and and we like mariah and, and she's super talented there's no absolutely denying that but she's also 21 and all the girls in the band are are babies basically right as somebody that's been at this a while, does that drive you nuts to see bands just come up from out of nowhere and get the get the sweetheart attention of the not so much fans because fans are fans. Fans see you and they either like you or they don't. Right. But it's got to suck when you just see the industry pick a band and say, "Okay, well this is the band." Boom, and they're then they're on the Wolfgang tour, and they're on the Guns N' Roses tour, right. and they're on the Evanescence right. Hailstorm tour, and it's like, what the fuck? We've been doing this for ten years. You know? 
you know, there's there seems to be like some secret magic to how to do it. And so I can't be mad at them because, you know, she really has a great voice. Sure. And and, you know, somebody came along and, and you know, they're being exploited. You know, there's somebody they're making money, but somebody else is making way more money. Yeah. And so if the right person felt like they could make the money off us, we'd be in the same position. You'll never hear me complain. Right. And because I had been doing this so long and I absolutely love it. It's so much a part of who I am. And man, I just met fucking Rudy Sarzo the other night, shook yeah. his hand, got a picture, had a conversation. And I could, I could give you 25 names of guys just like that, that like I sat in my bedroom and, and listened to their vinyl record when, when I was a kid and now I'm hanging backstage talking to legends you know, so I would love to be where they're at. I'd love to go out on tour with some super arena act. And I mean, playing in arena shows on my bucket list, but you're never going to hear me cry, man. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm on stage. I, this is how this all got hooked up because I put that picture of me standing next to Neely watching Don Dockin with Red Beach playing guitar right. at Dr. Pepper Park. I put that on Facebook and tagged the wrong CMS page. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I'm on stage with Don Dockin and Red Beach and Neely. Like, what am I going to cry about? You know, I mean, as much as it cost me money and it cost me time and it's blood, sweat and tears, man, people would love to be sitting where I'm sitting. Sure. Dude, dude, and it's so funny because I hear this and this is why I could never be in a band because, <laughs> because I would be that bitter guy to be like, why is fucking rival sons getting this gig and not me? You know, I'd be, I would be that guy. I'd be like, fuck dirty, honey. We're better than them. You know? <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say there isn't that like when we, when we send off a thing for a gig and it's like a, you know, you don't hear, you don't hear, you don't hear. And then some fucking dipshit with an acoustic guitar is open in the show. It's like, come on, <laughs> you know, either that or they hit you back with, well, what are your social numbers? You know, right. That's another good one. Now. Oh, you don't have a hundred thousand people on social media. Well, then we can't book you. It's like, right. what the hell? <laughs> well, and that's how a lot of those people make it is they just have 20 Brazilian YouTube hits. And, right. you know, I mean, that's. They're either buying them or it goes viral or, or it's luck of the draw or something. And I mean, all you can do is, is keep throwing it out there, man. Like I just kind of, I hit a point in my life where I was like, am I going to keep doing this? And I'm like, you know what? You got to give people a chance to love you. If you don't throw it out there, you're never going to make it. And if you throw it out there, maybe you will, maybe you won't, but you got to give people a chance. Sure. Now, Stevie, I, you know, I don't know much about your personal life, but are, are you a married man? I am not. Well, good. See that that that's the reason. Smart. See that's the reason you're able to do what you do. Smart. It's also probably the reason that I'm as happy as I am. But go on. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> the reason the reason Chris and I bring the show every week, uh, uh, you know, unabated, is is be just because of that. You know. Yeah. And uh, I, I saw a little beam in the chat room earlier tonight. Somebody popped that thing up there where I, you see a guy and a girl sitting at a table and said, well, now that you're married, will you be selling your musical equipment? <laughs> <laughs> and right. he says, you sound just like my ex-wife. And she, goes, <laughs> she, says, she says, I didn't know you were married before. He goes, I, I haven't been. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it, it takes a while to get used to being a, a free man again, but man, you know, it's, I, I can't imagine ever going back. Well, look, just, uh, looking at your background there, that's not a married man's uh, lair. 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. All the books that I'll never read, you know. <laughs> what do you need all them guitar books for? You ain't never going to read them. You, you got to have those string lights up there. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's throwing off the feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to have those sound panels on the wall. They kind of ruin the decor. Oh, absolutely. This would be the fucking sewing room or something. This wouldn't be the music room. You know what would make this room better? Some plants. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Do you got to have all of your music gear out? Isn't there somewhere you could put that? Oh, my God. You should see this house, man. Because another thing that's nice about playing in the cover band is I've been able to buy shit again. So, like, I played a show today. And like my car's full of shit, my living room's full of shit. You can't hardly get through this room because I just got too much guitar shit, and I love it. <laughs> Sounds like my house. <laughs> <laughs> can't you put that stuff in the basement? My friends are coming over, and I don't want them to have to see that. Right, it's bunko night. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nice. Well, well, Stevie. Obviously, man, you guys are working on new music. Um, Mm -hmm. I know, I know how musicians are and, and you and I have talked through um, Facebook a couple of times about how you, you're never satisfied with what you've done, no matter what it, as a musician, I think that's like a rule as a musician is, is you put out music just to hate it, you know, just because <laughs> within a month you hate it. You're like, Oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. Or you, you, you play it different live one time. You're like, Oh, well that works better. You know, so, oh, yeah. So going into the new music, how do you are you personally able to let go of the old music to work to focus on the new music? Or, or are you still do you still hear not this way and, and be like, ah, you know, I got to fuck with this a little bit more on stage? <laughs> no, you know, um, well, uh, we've re-recorded not that way a time or two, so single after all. No, you know, I mean, as a matter of fact, I uh, I listened to y'all played. Uh, I think Chains off of the the uh, you know the EP, and I was like, oh shit, is that how that goes? Because <laughs> you know, I mean, we went in and we worked with a producer, and he did what he does, and we're we're a live band, you know, we're big and raw and rock and roll and in your face. And the CD is a little bit more polished than we are live. Right. And so, you know, like I said, we bring in a team of people to help us craft the sound that we, that we come to a, an agreement will be the sound that's going to move us to the next level. And so we want the record to be that sound and we want the live show to be what the live show always is. And so the songs always start out as the live show versions. We let them get produced. We let them craft it into something that, you know, we're hoping will work with radio. We're hoping will work with, you know, streaming that will, you know, get those views and get that attention. But when it's live time, it's live time. Yep. Now, you guys worked with uh, David Ivory on your last go round and uh, you guys are working with someone new this go round. Yeah. Who are you working with? Uh, we're we're working with a guy named Chuck Alcazian, okay, uh, out of Detroit, Michigan. He's he's got uh, a pretty serious pedigree as well, and uh, I think uh, you guys have yesterday, and uh, Chuck did yesterday for us so far, and that is going to be on the new record. Now, now, uh, how do you go about 
you know, deciding that this is the guy I want to work with? Uh, are you listening to previous material or what are, you, what are you listening for to go, well, this guy could do what we do justice, that this would be a good fit for us? What, what, what do you, what kind of factors do you throw in there to determine that? Uh, it usually starts off with a recommendation from somebody on our team. And so in Chuck's case, we, um, the, the newest remix version of Red Rain and Not That Way, Chuck did. And we were kind of floored by that. So we decided that we would go ahead and, you know, give him a chance to come in and do the full production and, and uh, you know, put his full magic on that. Because he really just kind of worked with files that we already had as opposed to recording with him. And so uh, we liked what he did there so much that we decided that we were going to do the full, the full shebang with him. Was uh, Tom Weirman or Bo Hill not available or what's the problem? <laughs> no. uh, you know, I mean, I, uh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Bo I, I don't get to make all the decisions, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, dude, I got to ask you real quick about, about the re, 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 re recording of not that way. <laughs> Why? And I and I, I'm going to ask it as simple as that. You know, I I've said this to you. I'll say it. I've said it on the show, and I'll say it right now. I still say the best version of it is the garage version of it that you guys did originally. You know, right. I, I well, personally felt like Ivory put a little way too much polish on it. Well, and don't forget, I wasn't in the band when they did that. So Sam will wholeheartedly agree with you that that is the best version because I'm not on it. Oh, well, there you um, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. You know, they, they did Chasing Shadows. I joined, uh, like, at the 11th hour when they were going in with David Ivory. And then so um, when when Chuck came to the table, uh, it was kind of like, just let him remix something and you can see what he can do. And right. so they sent him Red Rain and it was like, wow. And so the next logical step, I mean, not that way, it's kind of been our our flagship song from the beginning. And so we're like, we loved so much what he did with that. We're like, man, send this motherfucker red or send him, you know, not that way. And let's see what right. it sounds like, you know? Sure. Do, so you, that, do you, do you look at that song as still having life in it to, I mean, cause that, I mean, that's, that's a big thing is you're, you know, five years, you guys have been pushing that tune and I'm not, right. I'm not shitting on it at all. I love the song, yeah. Yeah. but, but, it's like, okay, five years, you know, <laughs> you know, to, to move the band forward, you almost have to step past right. that song, you know? Right. Well, you know, it's kind of our wanted dead or alive. You know what I mean? Like it's the one that you're going to have to play forever and ever. I will say the stuff that is going to be on the new record is really I think you're really going to like it. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of it. I really dig it. It's really killing live. Um, but there's a weird thing that happens and this might just be my little rock and roll fantasy camp thing that happens, but we end the show with not that way every time. And, you know, as, as a music fan, there's, there's something about seeing the artist do their song live. And it's this weird feeling to be on stage and be the artist doing the song. And it, it's the best feeling there is. Like in my little world, this song is kind of a hit. And when we play it and I play that solo and that's, that's like, that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm living. You know, that's like my high point of the show is being the artist playing the song that, you know, well, you realize I'm the one who picked that track, don't you? 
<laughs> well, you know, I mean, Sam likes to take credit for everything, so <laughs> I don't know if he uh, is fully giving you credit for that or not. But I do know that uh, he will always say that you guys have been a huge help and a huge support to us. And so I'm very thankful to you guys for all you do for us. Well, I, I've known Sam, you know, long, you know, for over 20 years. And, and uh, you know, when I met up with you guys at, at Grand Rapids almost four years ago already, that was the first time I met him face to face. I mean, we wow. were, we were friends over the phone for years, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we, uh, had a good rapport. And then when, uh, when they recorded that chasing shadows, he, he sent that to me and he's like, Hey, we, we, uh, put a record together. Give me a listen. So I went through and I listened and I said, uh, you know, I really like that. Not that way song uh, that should be your lead track. And then I gave it to Chris. I said, here, Chris, write a review for this record. And Chris did a nice uh, review, a write-up for it. And then I just started playing it on the show and people were digging it, you know, and that's kind of where it went. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, I, I do know that. And and I, uh, a lot of times, like, I, I kind of do the talking between songs uh, when we play live and I'll tell a version of that story before we play that song because that's really why the band exists. You know, I mean, Sam and Bubba made music forever long ago and, and they had some of that song written. And when Sam was kind of done with music, he just had that thing running around in the back of his head. And he's like, you know what, we got to try this one more time. And that, that song is the one. So how do you guys, uh, you know, announce your song at the end of the night? Now, this is for all you guys out there who have some fucking miserable bitch in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could, we could uh, basically announce every song like that, I think. <laughs> At the Quiet Riot show, I was like, this here is a love song. It's about uh, when you fall in love with somebody and you didn't realize they were a demon. And then we play demons. <laughs> I mean, you, know, you could do any song we got. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Stevie. Well, do you have any kind of social media out there for your, uh, you know, your cover band and obviously Red Rain and all that? Where where should people go to to find out about you? Well, Red Rain, of course, is Red Rain Band. Everything, the website, the Instagram, the Facebook is all Red Rain Band. Um, and Bombshell is Bombshell RVA on all those things. And then I have Stevie Shred for everything on Instagram, Facebook and uh my little website and all that good stuff too all right perfect. and ladies he's taking applications <laughs> that's right <laughs> put your best foot forward <laughs> the cleanest house that is that's right <laughs> on your way out <laughs> all right stevie well it's always uh fun to chat it up with you you're welcome on the show anytime and uh you, uh, of course, sent over, we played this, uh, we actually debuted this song uh, a few months ago while Chris was out with the COVID, but uh, we'll we'll end this interview with your, your latest boss hit bound single yesterday, and, uh, you know, we'll look forward to the new music whenever that comes out. Awesome. Uh, I, again, I can't thank you guys enough for all the support over the years, and uh, we really just totally appreciate you guys and your audience, and Thank you so much for having me on. Well, your next your next stop, Eddie Trunk. <laughs> uh, I'm in. Uh, all right. Well, here it is. It's uh, Red Rain with Yesterday's exclusively here. On your classic metal show. 
Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Ninja! <laughs>